0: Did we make it? Are we back? We're back.
1: And a good evening, everybody. How you doing? Welcome to episode one of 300 Bucks Damage. I am your host, Gord Tepp, and with me, as always... Will be as always. This is the first episode, but uh, joining me
0: is Ham City Kev. How do you know it's evening where these people are listening?
1: That's a good question, but I'm just going to go ahead and assume that uh, people are listening into the night. Maybe I should change that. I don't know. We should say hello, everybody.
0: Nah, stick with good evening.
1: Okay, good evening flows better. So, in any event, I'm Gord Tepp on Long Island, New York. He's Ham City Kev in Queens. Fucking a. Big time. The big time, New York. So on this program, we are going to be discussing some of our favorite memories throughout the '80s and '90s. Childhood memories, ranging from uh, toys or locations or uh, books. <laughs> you have a favorite book from childhood, Kev? Uh,
0: favorite book, probably. Uh, I, I I couldn't tell you. I could tell you my least favorite book from childhood.
1: Is it Clifford, the big red dog?
0: No, I loved Clifford. I loved Spot, too. Spot had a lot of pop-up books. Spot the dog, do you remember?
1: Yeah, I do.
0: My least favorite book was something I ordered in the book order from school called The Kid Under the Stage. I think I've told you about this before.
1: No, I've never heard this one. Never heard this one before? I want to hear it. We're going to kick it off with this. We're going to get into video
0: games momentarily, but I just want to hear this. <laughs> All right. Very briefly. Very briefly. It was a story about uh, there was a nerdy kid with glasses like on the cover of the book, like popping up from under this stage with you saw there was a like a junior high school production of Wizard of Oz on stage. you could tell did he live under the stage? No, he just worked under the stage for the play, but because the kid had like blonde hair and glasses and was you know a total fucking nerd, I said, okay, you know this this is a book about a guy like me, so I should read it. <laughs> And of course, like, you know, the, the girl who was playing Dorothy was the incredibly popular girl. It was gorgeous and all these things. And the, the kid was in love with her and all that. And they barely speak two words to each other the entire book. He's just like pining for her from afar. And at the end, like, it's the school playtime or whatever it is. He's supposed to set off a smoke machine. I don't know what it is, but he totally fucks it up big time. And, like, you know, he ruins the play and everything. And then in the end, you know, the girl says, you know what? I'm going to be your girlfriend. And he just said, you know, why? Why are you going to be my girlfriend, me of all people? He goes, because you're real. You are who you are, and I respect that. And all I, right. it was the biggest fucking bullshit I'd ever read up until that That's point. Seen, yeah. And I got, it sounds like the Breakfast Club to me. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if it's as bad as Breakfast Club
1: well it's the same concept it's two people getting together that would never be together in real life under any circumstance
0: at least at breakfast club they talked a little bit this like yeah. they barely spoke it was just like hey guess what I'm the pretty girl you're the nerd but I'm gonna go out with you because you have a a real personality it's so alright fucking stupid and it pissed me <laughs> off because I knew it was bullshit because I was pining at girls from afar and I would talk to them and they'd you know say get the fuck out of here
1: you had to be under the stage Kev if you were under the stage you would have been fine <laughs> That was that was what you were missing. So all right. We'll we'll get to books another time, but uh that sounds really good to me. All right. This evening. This evening, however, is dedicated exclusively to video games. Now this is starting in the arcades and all consoles, all eras. We're talking Nintendo all the way through to the current generation of the Wii, the three sixty, and the Playstation three. And I think no better place to begin than your first exposure to video games, I'm going to kick that off and then I'll hand it on over to you. But yeah. uh, growing up, we were both born in 1980, just to set the mm-hmm. record straight. And my first recollections of video games would be for, probably from the Atari. I uh-huh. guess that would be the 2600.
0: I was wondering that uh, as well. I believe it is the 2600.
1: Okay. Now, that, that's what I was first exposed to as a very young kid. Mm-hmm. And that and arcades i know that the arcades were probably there before the atari but for whatever reason i think my initial introduction was with the atari and um just uh, some memorable games on that system the pitfall game was a I, that was like the action adventure
0: game mm-hmm.
1: you remember pitfall
0: i do know it i never played it but I know it. As a matter of fact, my boss told me there was one weekend in college where he stayed in the entire weekend, drew maps of the entire game, and actually beat Pitfall oh. in college. And, you know, he was running up to all his friends afterwards saying, I beat Pitfall! I fucking, like, after all these years, I finally fucking beat Pitfall! And they all just looked at him and said, what the fuck is wrong with you? He was able to
1: time those tar jumps in the alligator's mouths, I yeah. suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, another memorable one, Superman, which uh, you and I... Went back to a couple years ago, or maybe last year, I think, when we found some clips on YouTube. Maybe we'll put them on this page. <laughs> so phenomenal. Uh, I loved Superman. I don't know what it was about that game, but yeah, I too. loved that game. I did, you would, too. You would get the crooks, you'd bring them to jail, and it would make that brung sound. <laughs> you'd build the bridge. And you was it like Lois Lane would kiss you, and you hear a little, like, like a sa- like a ching sound. Yeah, like or something.
0: a ding 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 or something. I remember Lois Lane being around and she was wearing a green dress, wasn't she? I think so. I could be wrong. You could post the video and we could look like total fucking idiots. But
1: yeah, well, I don't remember exactly what she had on. It was uh, it was very pixelated. I know that much. <laughs> oh, just a little bit.
0: <laughs> but
1: uh, those are two of my favorite. Did you have uh, the Atari Twenty Six Hundred?
0: I had. Um... It wasn't a 2600, it was like the, I guess the home computer version of Atari, whatever it was. But it involved floppy disks, if memory serves. And uh, I did play uh, Superman, I did. I played at uh, uh, someone else's house. I played Superman there, I played basketball there, I played E.T. there, I think, as well. I'm oh, pretty E.T.'s sure I played E.T. Yeah.
1: E.T. has this, uh, E.T.'s got some sort of reputation as being the worst game of all time.
0: Yeah, it absolutely has that reputation, but I don't know. When I was, like, four, it seemed okay. Okay. But, you know, But uh, so I don't know exactly what the Atari I was playing was. It had Atari 2600 games, but it was for the computer. You know, hey, if any listener knows what the fuck I'm talking about, please help us out. But uh, the three games I played a ton on that thing uh, growing up was uh, Jungle Hunt, which was like a pitfall ripoff. off. <laughs>
1: No recollection.
0: Oh, it was fun. Like, the first level, you just jumped from vine to vine. And then the second level, you had to, like, stab alligators while you are swimming. And then the third one, you had to jump rocks. And I never beat it because it was too hard. The fourth level, you had to, I don't know, the island people, you had to jump over. It was really strange. But uh, Summer Games was a huge one. I think you were telling me you used to play Summer Games as well, didn't you? I,
1: yeah, I have great memories of Summer Games. However, my memories are on the Commodore 64. Hmm. See,
0: I I was I was going to I want to talk about all the games actually. The games games. The games game meaning the games within summer games? No, 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 like uh California games and world games, oh. things like that.
1: Okay. Yeah, well winter games also was a companion game for uh summer games.
0: It was, but it wasn't as fun. Summer games was a shitload of fun. Uh I just remember the funny I never the, the freestyle diving I never got. <laughs>
1: It's funny, I was going to mention the diving, but it wasn't my favorite part. Yeah. yeah,
0: because you would just jump off the high dive and just, you know, I guess the equivalent of button mashing back in the day, which was, I like guess, <laughs> joystick wiggling, and just hope something would happen. You'd always, you know, cannonball or belly flop in. Pointless. I, I was always hoping for the triple Lindy. <laughs> I don't even know what the triple Lindy is.
1: Oh, it's back-to-school reference. Somebody listening will get <laughs> it. Okay. The Javelin. That yeah, you have to. Do You remember Javelin? That was a good one.
0: They didn't have Javelin at Summer Games, and I mean, not,
1: well, No, 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 I'm sorry. They pole had vault? like a discus. Oh, no, Pole Vault was awesome. No, yeah. I think
0: they had, you know what? I think they had
1: Javelin. I'm pretty sure that they did. You're sure you're not you sure you track s- and field? No, no, I'm, I'm almost like 100% certain it was in Summer Games because they had a, um, a high score portion of the game, and I can remember that somebody, you know what? Mm, I think they had Javelin, but they also had Long Jump, if you recall. Something with distance, trying to go a very far distance. Because I just remember, like, uh, a neighbor down the block had the high score on either Javelin or Long Jump for many, many years. That you could just, I don't know what it was, the, all the uh, planets were aligned that one time that he did it in 1983. <laughs> and it just stayed there that no matter how many times I tried, I could never beat it.
0: Like George Costanza's uh, high score on Frogger.
1: A Seinfeld reference I'm not familiar with.
0: Oh man! Oh, we're not doing it. well. We're All not right. doing no, well. I know. Really.
1: We're over we're two. <laughs> we're over two. But everybody listening's getting it.
0: Yeah, most of them are. The other one I wanted to mention real quick was uh, Pole Position. I played a ton, and actually, Pole Position, believe it or not, and I was thinking about this before the start of the show. It taught me how to spell. It- <laughs> If you could believe that. I mean, I also had the speaking spell as a kid, which was huge. And the, uh, what was it, speaking math? Was that the other one that was around? <laughs> I don't know that one. Oh, uh, all right. Well, whatever it was. Because um, I'd play pole position, you know, and then I guess I'd get a high score or whatever. I'm 99% sure it was pole position. But at the end, you, you get a high score and they'd say, okay, you know, uh, give us your name. Exactly like you were saying before for, like, summer games. And... I would always yell down to my mother after I did it. I said, hey, mom, how do you spell my name? <laughs> and she would spell it. And then, you know, eventually I got it. And I just remember one day not having to ask. I, well, going downstairs and I said, is my name spelled K-E-V-I-N? And she said, Was yes.
1: Like 19, well, you were like, what, uh, 13 or 14 at this point? <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, boy. And does your uh, current girlfriend go to Indiana kindergarten? <laughs> <laughs> Inside joke, folks. <laughs> yes, yes. Pay no I, mind. We'll buy corn this week.
1: <laughs> Do you recall the Death Star Battle Star Wars game? No. Okay. Uh, the original, I had a, a several different uh, Star Wars games for Atari, but the the first one was some kind of lightsaber overhead view thing that was really pathetic. Uh, there was also an Empire Strikes Back one, which was okay, and you just would take out the uh, the walkers. But the one that stands out for me was Death Star Battle, which was just... Uh, you were exactly what it sounds like. You were blowing up the Death Star. Were
0: you in an X-Wing? Uh,
1: nope. I believe you were the Millennium Falcon of all huh. vehicles. But uh, for some reason, that one stands out in my mind as being a good one. Also, just a, a puzzle. Well, not really a puzzle game, but Breakout, which many people probably know in its current or more modern form is Arkanoid.
0: Arkanoid or uh, probably more people know it as Brick Breaker
1: brick breaker i've never even heard of
0: the brick breaker is what it's called on i believe every blackberry
1: oh all right so that's what it is today but <laughs> it in those days in addition to the regular joystick with the one button there was uh, a paddle where you would just like turn the disc which i think probably came first because they probably used that for pong which is before my time mm-hmm. but i can remember using that with breakout in those days as you would Yes, yes. And just uh following up with the Commodore 64 uh one game that nobody listened. I I would challenge anybody if they actually remember this game, but for me it stands out. Danger Mouse. Are you even do you remember Danger Mouse? I remember
0: Danger Mouse totally. It was always on Nickelodeon after
1: Inspector Gadget, I believe. It was on in the evenings. I th- I actually remember it being on, I think after You Can't Do That on Television.
0: Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, you know what? You're right. I remember being on evenings, but for whatever reason, the only show I could connect it to was Inspector Gadget, which would be on in the mornings. And maybe not even necessarily a Nickelodeon. <laughs> I think... No, that was...
1: The, yeah, it was Nickelodeon. Inspector I used to Gadget. watch it
0: before I went to school. I remember that. And Danger Mouse... Okay. And I would always watch You Can't Do That on television, so that makes sense. I the, didn't realize the Danger, Danger Mouse, Mouse was a Commodore game.
1: Yeah, the, the Danger Mouse Commodore game was kind of like a Super, Mario's, uh, Super Mario Brothers side-scroller. Really? And, yeah, it was really... It was a lot of fun, and then I remember the end. I never beat the entire game, but the last stage was some kind of, uh, like, a Simon-type game. Okay. And uh, I was too young and uneducated. What do you uh, mean you were uneducated. too young?
0: You can't be too young for Simon.
1: No, it was really complex. It was more to it than Simon. I'm saying Simon because that's the only thing I could think of that would would actually, people would understand, but it was more than that. It was more than just a pattern. There was some kind of a, a puzzle to it that I just was never able to to solve
0: what was the name of that little mole that Danger Mouse hung out with something pen something pen like pig pen yeah it wasn't pig pen of course not pen
1: something well, not pen and teller either <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know we're good at giving all the fake answers that they would use <laughs> on like who wants to be a millionaire but I can't give you the real one it was something with a pen I'm pretty sure
0: that,
1: well, you know what so. the fuck
0: I'm at a goddamn computer you know what I'm not going to look it up right now
1: well, did you have, uh,
0: you have an Apple IIe or something? What, what were your computer games growing up? Uh, well, I mean, to be honest, I, the games I had just mentioned uh, was pretty much what I had growing up. And then I got, I had that, let's see, probably, and I would play that until I was eight. You know, I don't even think I would play it until I was eight, but I got my Nintendo when I was eight. My neighbor oh, really? got a Nintendo when I was four. So most of my video games, I was over at my next door neighbor's house playing. You're kidding me! I, I'm I'm not kidding. Four? So that means that they got it like right when it they came did. out because that they, would be 1985. I'm guessing they got it immediately. They got it with uh, Rob the Robot. Wow! When it, when Rob the Robot was part of the package, useless but part of the package. Hmm. He came with one game, I think. Uh, there was two. It was Gyromite, and there was one other game. I think it was like Ice Climbers or or something stupid. I never used that. Thing. I never even had it. It was horrible. But the, I mean, it was horrible because it was slow. But um, what's possibly worse was letting. Did you ever play Gyromite? No, no, I never used it. Rob the robot at all. I just you didn't from, need Rob the robot for Gyromite. You could have done it by yourself, or you could have used uh, your friends. The gimmick mm. with Gyromite was. You had to like raise and lower pipes in order to get to get bombs or to lay bombs in all these the uh, strategic places or something like that. And Rob the robot would raise and lower the pipes for you. Except, but uh, you could instead of using Rob the robot, just use the second player controller and press like A to raise them and like B to lower them. And you, know, hmm. you can get a friend to do it for you. Except, of course, the friend could lower it while you're walking through and kill you, which is what would always happen so genre might suck
1: okay so your your neighbor had Nintendo so you played that very early on I didn't even touch a Nintendo controller until probably 86 87 actually 87 I think I believe I was in first grade when I got the system I can remember that
0: my neighbor also did have Commodore 64 we did play that a bunch uh we played a lot of test drive test drive was a big one please tell me you remember fucking test drive gordo no no holy shit are you serious no no clue that's really upsetting you would get, it was like this it was a driving game and uh you know you got to pick like all the coolest cars it was like okay you can drive a ferrari or you could drive a lamborghini or you could drive a porsche and or a corvette like all these crazy things and you would just drive up like a mountainside and try not to hit anything and occasionally if you were going too fast a cop would start following you <laughs> and uh pull you over but you could outrun them it was very difficult to do but you could outrun the cops which was amazing i did it once i celebrated for like a week <laughs> no, the the one game
1: that I recall for the sixty four, Commodore sixty four that is with the car selection was the Ghostbusters game, Ugh. which uh, apparently was released for other systems. I actually loved that game.
0: Did you really? And that was
1: yeah. I did. I really. I was really little It was a long time ago, but that was the game where you would go to the Zool building, and the mm-hmm. uh, video game nerd has chronicled it. Uh, chronicled that game, but at the time I thought that game was fantastic. You would always pick the Ghostbuster. Ghostbuster, Mobile, whatever that's called. Ecto-1? The Ecto-1, yeah. I didn't want any other vehicle for that game. Why would you?
0: Yeah, no, why would anybody? What were you supposed to drive? Like Venkman's Volvo or something?
1: Yeah, they had some other thing. I don't know. There were other cars in there, but they were all crap. You wanted the Ecto-1.
0: That's bullshit. The, um, the other Commodore 64 games that I'm sure everyone played at some point were the, uh, the staples like uh, Carmen Sandiego. Yeah, a Carmen Wales' vagina. If you want to pronounce it, <laughs> uh,
1: an Anchorman reference that I get. So all right, good.
0: Right one for three. So we're uh, we're big stars in the majors. Um, okay, we're gonna have to keep track of this. Yeah, one for th- we're hitting three thirty three at this point. Right. Uh, and then of course there was like you know playing Jeopardy and uh, classic concentration and things like that. One of my favorite memories actually was like when you would play Jeopardy and you got to uh, to pick what uh your contestant looked like do you remember this at all vaguely i do and one of the things one of the people you could pick was this like old woman and you got to write whatever name you wanted and it wasn't censored at all so i just remember always writing because i was a little kid and I thought it was the funniest thing in the world i would write old fart for the <laughs> contestant's name and then like you know you'd buzz in and say old fart please answer yeah you know, it never yeah. got old Ever. The, the game that I remember with that. I don't think you could pick the the, the
1: contestant's appearance was, but uh, Wheel of Fortune for the Commodore 64. Uh huh. Yeah, really I, I played
0: that as well. Yes,
1: um, just a couple other notes on there. Spy versus Spy. Do you remember that at all? No, but I do remember Sly Spy in the arcade. Sly Spy. Yeah, I remember that. No, but you know what Spy versus Spy is, right? Oh, of course I do. Yeah, from Mad Magazine. So I they had a game Spy for that. Awesome.
0: When is uh, that going to be made into a fucking movie?
1: Uh, that'll be the next one.
0: It has to be. I would love to be a fucking writer in Hollywood right now.
1: Well, every Saturday Night Live skit gets its own movie, so maybe they can get a <laughs> Spy vs. Spy skit on there. Oh, so man. that and the, the G.I. Joe game, which I'm sure I'll cover at some point in the future, but that was, I believe, it wasn't two discs, but it was a two-sided disc, and I remember that you would get to a certain point in the game after whatever level, maybe the fourth board or something, and then on the screen, it would show Duke pointing at you, saying, Turn over the disc now. <laughs> and that would be how you could continue the game. It had a great character selection screen for both uh, G.I. Joe and Cobra. and uh, You
0: could play as Cobra? Yeah, yeah. Nice.
1: Zartan was in there, who was my favorite. So that was awesome.
0: Load quote, star quote, comma eight, comma one. <laughs> yes, right what, on the money. What is uh, There was uh, another game that I feel like everyone had, even though I could be wrong. It was a uh, stupid fucking game. I think it was an arcade game, to be honest with you, like before we were born. The uh-huh. ones where you had to fill up the mugs of beer and like send Oh, Root them... Beer Tapper. Root Beer Tapper, that's it. Yeah. I think everyone who had a Commodore had that game. It was just recently released for
1: uh, Xbox Live. <laughs> which <was> an arcade <laughs> title. It's... I played the demo and that was about it. I could get through it for about 30 seconds before closing it out. That game sucked. What for... about Hardball? Hardball was really good. Hardball was uh, excellent. Yeah. And there was a good hockey game on there by Sport Time, which was kind, of, it was kind of, those games were kind of like the EA games of the 80s. I know it's hard to even comprehend that, but yeah, uh, Hardball right. was
0: great. I remember the first time I saw Princess Bride in the theaters. Fritz Savage is playing Hardball in the beginning. I was very Yes,
1: excited. you're right. I, I don't know what system he's using, but he is playing Hardball. That's correct. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I noticed that, too, because we had the game. I was like, oh,
0: he's playing Hardball.
1: <laughs> um, all right so well let's just get back to Nintendo we'll go to the arcades in a second um, do you remember the day you got Nintendo oh yeah are you kidding I thought I would never get it tell me a little bit about that day and what games you got with it
0: oh Jesus what games did I get with it well it was my birthday which is uh, a week before Christmas so it was my birthday in 1988 and I I Honestly, didn't expect to get it because from, like, the moment I first played it in, like, 84, 85, whatever it was, I was madly in love with it and wanted it immediately, as any kid who played Nintendo for the first time would. And I just remember begging my mom over and over and over again, like, please get me a Nintendo. I will do anything for a Nintendo. Like, maybe this year for Christmas, please get me a Nintendo. No. The answer is always no. I had to wait, I had to wait, I had to wait. Finally, I got it. It was a, it was a genuine surprise, because I seriously thought I would never, ever get it. And then, uh, let me see. I mean, I got it with, obviously, Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt, the combo game. And I may have gotten Kung Fu with it as well. I was a huge Kung Fu fan. And uh, I can't remember anything else that I got it with, which is very upsetting.
1: Now, I got it before you did, by a couple of years, I believe, and I can recall my brother and I, my brother's older than I am, but I remember uh, that we were, we were circling it in weekend like newspaper circulars and giving it to our parents to show them, oh, you got to get this. This is like the, you know, this is the greatest video game system ever. We have to get this. Um, we got it. I didn't go to get it. I think I came home from school one day and it was here, which was like wow. magic. And uh, we got, they got it at Crazy Eddie. Do you remember Crazy yes, Eddie? Of course I do. So uh, got it there. Not Eddie, everyone out
0: there listening will though. Nope, he it's was a, a it was a regional guy. Yeah, they, it was
1: an electronics store in the Northeast. It's an infamous and it's been regional guy. Gone for a long, they're, long they're time. They're coming
0: out with Crazy Eddie's again. I don't know if you knew that.
1: What are you talking about? They're coming out with it
0: again. They're 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 looking to open a Crazy Eddie uh, retail chain. Again.
1: I'm sure their prices will be insane. They will be.
0: They are insane to open it. Because right now is not the time to open a fucking retail store.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't think the uh, brick-and-mortar retail's really popular right now. Right. So, uh, well, when I got the system, Duck Hunt was not bundled in with it. No. Mario was. Super Mario was. Of course it was. But yeah. we also got two other games that same day. Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, <sighs> an absolute classic. Mm-hmm. And Pro
0: Wrestling. Oh, wow. Those yeah. are three of the best. Ga- those are probably, th- if I had to list a top 20, all three would be in the top 20.
1: Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, it's amazing that that would be from the first day that we got it. We got such cr- great games. I remember early on that it was so different back then when you would buy a game. You know, you'd go to Toys R Us. Get a little slip. <laughs> exactly. They had like... You wouldn't really know much about the game. Now they got the reviews and the videos and all of that stuff. But back then you'd look at the box and it would just have that slip that, you know, that $50 price tag or whatever it was. And you would no. take that slip and you take it up front and they had them
0: in that little like behind bulletproof glass. It seems like <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. And then, oh, God, they'd hand you the game. Oh, that was the best feeling in the fucking world was it was magical and but there were some really lame games early
1: on oh. that we got i we got like excite bike i know some people have some nostalgia for that game but i never really liked that one Which game Excite bike i liked I being able Excitebike. to create the track Oh
0: how could you not like know Excite bike i don't know it's
1: i liked that you could create the track but you couldn't save it it built in. it had like an option to save but they couldn't figure out the technology so you couldn't actually save it <laughs> uh we got Ring King a couple months later, which totally was nowhere near as good as Punch Out. Right. Uh, the, the WWF wrestling games couldn't hold a candle to
0: the Nintendo Pro Wrestling one. Right. Um, God, could you imagine if they put the WWF guys in that game engine? Oh, it would
1: be phenomenal. The, would... It, looking back, they kind of did because they had a generic Hogan, a generic Flair. And uh, there were a couple, I think there was somebody well, else. Who the was the Amazon?
0: Gordo, nobody. Oh, the
1: Amazon was, uh, was that actually somebody? No. <laughs> oh, you're, oh you're, you're mocking me and saying <laughs> that it wasn't an actual yes. character?
0: There was a Killer Khan, though. There was a Killer Khan, there was a Hogan, there was a Flair. Starman, I guess, was just a Lucha Libre guy. He was right. from Mexico, then, wasn't con. he? Actually, you know what? That could have been Mil Mascaras. Yeah, you're right. Cool. Mil Mascaras, that's who that was, I guess. Not sure. Well, oh, and uh, Fighter Hayabusa was uh, Bruno,
1: wasn't he? I never realized that, but that makes sense. He was kind of like a short, stocky guy. Yeah. Could have been the Bruno San Sammartino. Uh, but whenever you talk Nintendo, a game you can't leave out, if you're talking about the greatest games, is The Legend of Zelda.
0: Mm, for... just, just a great game.
1: I got problems with were... Zelda.
0: Oh, no. You weren't a big Zelda fan? I, I I was a big Zelda fan. I am a big Zelda fan. As a matter of fact, I... Um... I was very embarrassed when on my Wii, I purchased The Legend of Zelda for 500 Wii points, and uh, I couldn't remember the map. I remembered small things here and there, like, okay, I remember how to get to level 1, remember how to get to level 3, level 4, level 5, couldn't remember how to get to level 2. I don't
1: have any... I don't remember that at all. Have Do you remember the
0: giant map that came with the game?
1: Yeah, I remember that they had... Spots missing, but in Nintendo Power uh somewhere along the way, they printed the map in there.
0: maybe that 's what I'm thinking of,
1: yeah, which brings me to something I wanted to mention if anybody 's actually made it this far into the podcast and is still <laughs> listening, uh I have a boatload of old Nintendo power magazines that i 'm going to be giving away. oh wow, to listeners of the show so uh Ham City Kev, if you can come up with some trivia questions. I'll send out uh, an issue of Nintendo Power to the first person who gets each question, right? Do I have to come up with it right now? Uh, mm, if you want to, you can come up with one now. But with the Internet the way it is, I know people will be able to Google the answers. But I don't care. Whoever the first person is um, to answer the correct answer correctly. And uh, you send your questions, your answers to these questions to podcast at gordtep.com.
0: So, I'm Gord Tapp, that's Kev. Do you have a question yet? I do. Off the top of my head, a real easy, classic question that, if you are listening this far, you could certainly look it up on the internet, although we don't approve of that. And I, I,
1: I, yeah, right. I don't endorse that, but if you do it, I can't stop you. Right. Is, uh, what is the Tyson code? Oh, awesome. The code to fight Mike Tyson. Fantastic. You know it, don't you? Like it's, it's, I know it by heart, but I'm not going to say it. Obviously. in your brain. It is. It is. I know it. I don't remember phone numbers, but I remember
0: that one. Right. It's a one-up on uh, Level 1-1 one, one on Mario. Yeah. Everyone knows where it is. Exactly. Right. And you never forget that. It's almost like riding a bike. Yeah. You can, uh, you know, you, if I meet someone new these days and they introduce me, hi, my name is so-and-so, whatever it is, 30 seconds, their name's gone. No idea what the <laughs> fuck their name is. None. <laughs> well, I wanted to get back to Zelda real fast, actually. Okay. Uh, my problem with it was I've never beaten it because there is something against me beating it. Some otherworldly force, I guess you could say. Uh, I remember specifically having the game, getting up to level 8, getting up to Ganon, and dying or whatever it was. And I found out that my neighbor across the street, who was an older kid, and we didn't exactly get along, but he had uh, the Robocop game for Nintendo. And I was madly in love with Robocop and the arcade, and I thought they would be similar, even though they really weren't. And I was very. Uh, I was a Robocop nut anyway. And so I said, you know, oh, you've got to let me borrow that. And he said, well, you have to let me borrow one of your games. And I was like, okay, you know, what do you want? And he said, uh, let me borrow Zelda. So I said, yeah, sure. Even though I was up to the end, I oh. said, yeah, go ahead, take it. I, I need to play this Robocop game. So I played the Robocop game, beat the Robocop game, I was very happy. I. Gave it back to him, and I said, where's my Zelda? He said, well, I'm not done with it yet. I was like, okay. And, you know, I was very timid, because uh, he could have easily beaten me up. And eventually, I was getting to the point where I was really upset, because it had been like two months, and I haven't gotten my game back. And, you know, I asked my mom to investigate or whatever. She said she found out that one of his cousins had come over and erased my game by accident. <gasps> and he was very upset that that happened, and so he didn't want to give it back to me, because <sighs> he didn't want me to find out. And That's terrible. Yeah, so that was just so devastating that I didn't even bother trying to get it back. I didn't even bother trying to beat it again. And then the next Zelda game I played was the A Link to the Past on Super Nintendo. Again, phenomenal game. Tried playing it twice. Both times I got midway through the game, and it just erased on me. Oh. So at this point, I love Zelda games, but I don't play them because something is stopping me from beating them.
1: Any other uh Nintendo games you want to mention before we shift our focus to another system?
0: Oh sure. Contra. Now you were you never played Contra, nah. which blows my fucking mind. No, never got into it. It was a two player game, right? Mo- mostly. It was. It was a two-player co-op or one-player, and it had, you know, the uh, Konami code, which is the all oh, Don't give cre- it,
1: don't give it, though, because that'll be our second trivia question to no, anybody No, it won't it-
0: be our second... That's a total bullshit trivia question. It's as bullshit as Mike Tyson's punch-out code. No, it's not. It's way more bullshit. Mike Tyson... The Tyson code is bullshit. The Konami code is like... They print it on shirts. I don't I care. Mean- I'm doing it. That's our second...
1: You, you give us... The first person, that is, who made it to 32 minutes and change of this show and can give us the Contra code, at and the email address, again, is podcast at gordtep.com. It's Send the us Konami the Contra code. code. Not the, uh, the Konami
0: code, my apologies. It works on just about every Konami game. Yes.
1: it's a brilliant idea. <laughs> what was it, 30 free lives with that?
0: Yep. Okay. 30 lives. Oh, and you needed them. I actually, I, I do want to touch upon a couple of the games. Uh, if i if I may yeah, for keep Nintendo. on going uh Tetris, of course, although that's more of a game boy thing than a Nintendo thing, I mean it was on Nintendo, but I mean, Tetris come on, changed the world <laughs> i mean it it helped for whatever reason, you know, Game boy, even though it was probably the worst portable uh, portable gaming system, it made it, game boy because people
1: could take that thing out of the box and. It was like a businessman. I remember the commercials; they were marketing it towards businessmen in airports. Right. But it, I, that's actually what it was. It was a great program for people, for everybody, all ages. Uh, you know that was that was a great one.
0: The thing that I uh, let me see, one other thing I wanted to talk about was uh, I, uh, what a late bloomer I am with Mega Man Two, because I heard all about Mega Man as a kid. Everyone raved about Mega Man, and. I never played it, and then finally I'm on the Wii, I'm shot doing the, the Wii Shop channel, looking for games and whatnot, and I stumbled upon the Mega Mans. I said, you know what, let me give Mega Man to a shot. And it is easily one of the best Nintendo games I've ever played. And I'm very upset that it took me, how old am I? 28 years to play it. Hmm. Really hmm. upsetting.
1: And uh, along those same lines, you know, because people listening to this will probably say, oh, how could they not mention these games? Uh... Metroid is a game that I never really got into, but I know is a very, very popular game with most of the people from our generation.
0: I could never get into it either, and I beat it. I had to use the uh, the Justin Bailey code. Oh, right, to beat it, but I beat it. Uh, what did Justin Bailey get you? It just it was basically a save point towards the end of the game, and it got you out of the uh, the Samus suit.
1: Oh, okay. So you were so, so already it's... playing as a girl at that point? Yes. Okay.
0: Should have been Ooh. Justina Bailey. No, no, nope, Justin Bailey. <laughs> uh, what was it? Two things I wanted to talk about. Shit. One of them is the fact that, uh, you know, I'll get lynched for this, but uh, I'm not a big Mario 3 guy.
1: Yeah, I liked Mario 3. I, I didn't own I mean, it. I borrowed it for a long time, but I didn't own it, and it was, it was a good game. I know you weren't a big fan. Well,
0: you no, don't rank I, it behind Mario 2, though, do you? No. I mean, well, here's the thing. It's not that I don't like Mario 3. I like it fine, but it's just that everyone fucking raves about it, about it's the greatest thing in the world, and it's just, to me, it's just not.
1: It is widely been, considered the best Nintendo game of all time.
0: And that really upsets me, because A, Mario 1 is better, by far, and B, RBI Baseball is the greatest game ever made on Nintendo, period.
1: Yeah, I'm going to disagree with you there. RBI Baseball's <laughs> a good one, but yeah, we, we have a feud going, that's Kev and I do, I'm here that uh, I'm a huge baseball stars fan I think the gameplay of baseball stars was just unbelievably great the graphics were great and the fact that you could create your own guys power up uh, the players stats it kept track of the stats you could play a full season all the way through including playoffs
0: the game was dynamite that game was awesome I don't know man I just to me it's just not all right uh, you know what you know what the difference is baseball stars if uh, I'll put it to you this way I'm very – I mean, I played Baseball Stars a little bit, but not nearly as much as I played RBI. Today, you and I could both pick up RBI Baseball. A stranger could pick up RBI Baseball who's never seen a Nintendo in his life and get it within, I don't know, five minutes. Baseball Stars took me like four days to get used to the controls and get used to playing defense. No, I and think really the controls
1: were up. really good. No, I think that the difference here that you just loved about baseball, um, about RBI Baseball, that is – was that it had the real players, which is a huge... I'm not going to take anything away. I mean, that's tremendous for something in the 80s to actually have real player names and teams. Mm-hmm. It's great. So that, that is what really gives it the edge for you, and I think the edge for me. Uh, the graphics... I don't, you wouldn't dispute that Baseball Stars has better graphics,
0: would you? Of course it does. But if we're going to talk about that, we got to mention Bases Loaded, because when that came out, the mm-hmm. graphics on that game were like nothing anybody had ever seen before.
1: The view behind the pitcher's mound, I can remember, I was like, wow, this is like watching a real game.
0: Right. You know,
1: that was, that was revolutionary
0: for its time. And it, was, it is still one of the only baseball games ever to include brawling.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. There was actual, uh, once you hit the
0: batter, he may actually charge the mound. And there was a way to keep him in the game. They would try to eject him, but I think if you just press select, he would go back into the game.
1: <laughs> Another sport you... I want to just touch on uh, outside of baseball would be the hockey games because they had two very memorable games for the Nintendo Entertainment System. We have Ice Hockey, of course, which was the Nintendo brand, and I think what everybody remembers of that one is that you would choose from three different types of guys. There was the fat guy, right? <laughs> the fat, fat guy. Fat guy, skinny guy, and medium guy. Right? Is that right? There was yeah. three? Okay, uh-huh. so... So I remember that, and it was great body checks and all of that. But it was one of those early titles. I don't know that it was a launch title, but it was one of the early Nintendo ones, so it really wasn't that advanced. It had the Nintendo seal of
0: approval. It had, it yeah, day, it had no? the
1: Nintendo seal of approval. That's right. It had a guy in, like, a Rangers jersey, but it said Ice Hockey over the Rangers. <laughs> like, the diagonal <laughs> Ice Hockey with the red, white, and blue Rangers jersey. That's right. Oh, uh, man. But the game that really trumped that, and I think everybody listening to this, if you've gotten this far, you should remember, Blades of Steel, uh, great, great game. Graphics were improved from ice hockey. Uh, the mechanics were good. There was even a brawling minigame. There was a brawling minigame, which was outstanding, and then also really to teach people the rules of the game. Uh, if you won the fight, you didn't get a penalty.
0: Right. Only the
1: loser of the fight would get in the box for two minutes. So it had power plays.
0: There was the other mini game between periods, wasn't there? There was one with like a panda taking a slap shot. <laughs> yes,
1: there was like a. It was at a Konami game, though. That yeah. Was a gyrus it Gyrus or something?
0: It was, it, yeah, it was like Life Force, but not.
1: Right. You were shooting, at, and it, it was like you won and nothing happened, but it was a mini game in between periods. You're right. That was really cool. And another thing that I loved was if you ended the game in a tie, it would go to a shootout where you took slap shots, I guess from the blue line, and uh, just went head-to-head with those slap shots. But back in those days, uh, that was so much fun, and the graphics were very good on that. I remember that the graphics were uh, very different for the shootout. So uh, my friends and I sometimes would just put the game on and then go do something else, let the clock run out, you had you to play get through.
0: basketball like you're watching King of the Ring 95? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> another <Yes>. inside show. <laughs> you just let, just let it run out until
1: it got to the shootout portion so you could just play from there. So I think they should have made an option where you could just do shootout and no game, but Blades of Steel, a classic.
0: Ugh,
1: Blades of Steel was awesome. Uh, Tecmo Ball, Do you remember Tecmo Ball? Ten-yard fight
0: also, another? Ten-yard fight sucked.
1: Yeah, I ten-yard know. fight wasn't very good. Tecmo Ball was great. And Phenomenal. the one that I put even ahead of that was Tecmo Super Bowl, which was like an updated version.
0: Mm-hmm. See, I never had Tecmo Super Bowl, though. That was the thing. I felt very upset about that. And to tell you something else I still regret to this day is uh, I, I did this favor for my mother or something like that. And she said, like, you know, if you do this for me, I'll buy you a game, anything you want. And I said, okay, great. And I did the favor, and she went to buy me the game. And I was looking, and I said, hmm, I can get Tecmo Bowl. But I didn't, because I decided I wanted to buy Knight Rider instead. No! no. And Night Rider is one of the worst games ever made. Now, I was and a I was Knight a... Rider fan, but yeah, that game terrible. terrible. You, you you played the game. Yeah, I did. It was fucking horrible. Yeah, terrible. But years later, eventually, I did get Tecmo Bowl. Very happy about that. And I am a big uh, supporter of the Niners in that game. Niners. All right. <laughs> Another right, inside another joke. One. That's uh, specifically because of um what the fuck is the guy's name on defense. Oh shit. <laughs> I'm an asshole. Too much that profanity on this broadcast. Too much profanity? Yeah. Do you want kids listening to this? No.
1: This is <laughs> old. They're too they're too young to even get
0: this stuff. This is old.
1: So all What? what go ahead. you have more Nintendo before we go well,
0: on? The, I mean, I was just going to say that whoever the guy was on defense, it's really pissed me off that I can't think of his fucking name, and I'm totally losing any credibility I have by not mentioning his name. But I would use him specifically for interceptions because he would intercept anything.
1: There's also just, since we're on this game, I remember the Bo Jackson play, which you could probably find on YouTube, where oh, he just that was, circles that around and nobody can get him. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that was yeah. in Super Bowl. That was yeah. That was the second one. You can look it up as uh, Tecmo Bow, I believe. <laughs> Tecmo Bow, fantastic. So something that we should go back to now, um, which we kind of glossed over, was the arcades. Mm-hmm. Which it's it totally doesn't even exist anymore. I don't think people don't kids no. don't go to the arcades. They don't take a quarter with them or a dollar and then get the quarters and then plug it into a machine. They're just playing at their house, but. Right,
0: because home consoles are that good now.
1: Yeah, the home consoles have, have uh, become so good that you don't need to do that stuff. But back in the old days, the arcade games were way better than anything you could have in your house.
0: A trillion times better.
1: And I actually, I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to start this off with two very old games that made an impression on me, I suppose, uh, in my childhood. One game, which is still an all-time favorite of mine, is the Star Wars game. Do you remember that one? I remember it. Barely played it, but I remember it. It was the Death Star Battle, but not like the Atari game that I mentioned before. There were uh, versions in the arcade where it was set up like a cockpit. And you would get inside a thing. It was like with a roof over it and everything. And you're sitting down, and you have the the uh, control in front of you, which is like a flight controller. Flight stick? A flight stick, sure. Whatever you want to call it and you are going through the whole death star thing it had actual digitized audio from the movie it had like han solo and obi-wan and vader and all of that stuff and it really that was the one where you really felt like you were flying like you were flying the x-wing and destroying the death star so it was like the nerd version of afterburner yeah you could call it that you could call that it was very looking back at it now the graphics it was really just these vector like lines and stuff right? right so it doesn't really hold up as great now but for its time it was just like mind-boggling you were like wow this is this is real um and another game which i i can't imagine anybody listening would even know what this game is but i had to look it up before the show in preparation uh, when i was a kid my family we would go away we went to Delaware, one of the things that I remember is they had Chuck E. Cheese, or actually, it wasn't a Chuck E. Cheese. It was called Showbiz, but it was like a fake Chuck E. Cheese. Okay. And they had, naturally, in those types of places, tons of arcade games. Now, I was probably three years old or younger. this is That's how old my memories are of this game. And it was a short arcade stand-up, so it was designed for real little kids like me. And it was called Tugboat. Now, <laughs> I remembered a Tugboat-style game, and I just Googled, like, Tugboat Arcade Kid Game or something. And naturally, through the uh, magic of the Internet, I was able to find it. It was released in 1982, which makes perfect sense. That's exactly what I would have thought mm-hmm. was 1982. And it was just that. It was designed for a little kid, so it was easy to play. You didn't die in two seconds. And you would well, you guide die. a
0: well. Then what happened?
1: Well, no, you. I guess you would, but it was it was made e- so it was easy, so you could get by a couple boards, no matter how bad you were. Mm-hmm. A- and you guide would guide this tugboat through the water. I guess you were avoiding things, but uh, that stands out. Do you have any games like that, like from the arcade when you were really little, that stand out in your mind?
0: No, uh, not for when I was really little. I remember my first. God, it couldn't have been my first trip to the arcade, but I remember. Uh, actually, I have two memories now. I have one where there was the sit-down version. Where it was like a table layout game of uh, Super Mario Brothers, except it was harder. It was designed slightly differently, so it was uh, a lot harder than the home version. I played that at Bennigan's in Maryland, where my cousin worked. And But my first real arcade memories was at Bay Terrace in Bayside, Queens, at Peter Pan Games, or Peter Pans, as we so often but uh the RoboCop game I walked in and I, I was already in love with RoboCop and I saw the RoboCop game and my heart just melted and I remember a day when I got a five dollar bill and that was like a really big deal yeah like absolutely like the that. one
1: dollar was was it, a couple quarters or a was, dollar uh, was standard or very good
0: five dollars was like whoa I know, and then yeah. especially putting the five into the change machine and twenty quarters popped out it yeah was, you, you didn 't know what to do with yourself <laughs> I remember one day pumping in all five dollars into Robocop and i couldn't get past like the fourth board jeez i don't think i've ever done that. I actually youtubed the uh, the Robocop arcade game earlier, and man, am I glad i uh I never wasted all my money on beating that because holy shit <laughs> it was a it's a very uh tedious game towards the end and like almost all arcade games, we didn't realize it at the time, but they are one thousand percent designed to just eat quarters. It's yeah, well, that that game that was a shooter, right? You had the gun. That wasn't a shooter like uh, like the Terminator Two arcade game or what was the Aerosmith game, Generation X or something stupid like that? Uh-huh. Shoot CDs at people. Yeah, or Operation Wolf was like the all is the gold standard of that. It wasn't a shooter like that, but it was like a side-scroller where you had a gun. Okay. But uh, it was phenomenal, and I absolutely fucking loved it. And I'm trying to think. There was another game out at that time. It was a Superman game that was a lot like that. That was great. And I'm trying to think, of course, you know, if we're talking games, we have to talk uh, Street Fighter 2. But I'm trying to think here if Street Fighter 2 was the first 50-cent game I ever played. Because I'm not sure. I can't remember the uh, when that It began. sounds about right that it would be my first 50 cent game.
1: I don't think I really got into the 50 cent games. I think I had given up by then. As soon as I saw that, I was like,
0: what? 50 cents? Are you kidding me? That's not true because we need to talk about uh, the hologram time travel. Oh, you're right. That's it. And that was the first 75 cent game. Yeah, you're right. 75 cents. That was a huge fucking deal.
1: You're right. You're right. Well, that game... Blew everyone's mind. I played that game in the arcade at the Contemporary in Disney World. <laughs> I remember that game, and I think it might have been in Caribbean Beach as well, which I'll also get to another game. But
0: I think it was yeah. because I think I stayed at Caribbean Beach once, and I played that, and I played RoboCop. And I remember when I left, I had eight of the top ten scores on RoboCop. <laughs> in right? Caribbean yeah. Beach? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. But... uh
1: yeah, the, the game that we're talking about, if anybody's ever played it, they'll know exactly what we're talking about. It was holograms. Now, it was not a regular stand-up screen. It was this white... I don't even know how to describe it. it was like a big machine. It looked almost like a dishwasher. And on top was this surface where it would project the hologram of these very, very poor actors. One guy was a, a cowboy... And every time he died, a guy came out in a wizard outfit, like having a some kind of a a um, He's know, having like, it? A, a, like a seizure. <laughs> yeah. it was Make like sure has ha- your
0: time reversal cube.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he was like having a seizure. that's what I was looking for. And I, the game was not good. I don't really think it was good. I didn't really think it was good at the time. It's but not I, good. Yeah, I, was I just... have it.
0: I have it for you. Can play it on DVD now, <laughs> and it's not good at all. How do you play it on DVD? You use the uh, you know you use like your the I guess the D pad on. You hit DVD next. Remote. What's that?
1: <laughs> next track.
0: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and, and I think you use the select button to shoot. But it's awful. Yes. It, it's so bad and so difficult. I was just and fascinated with the too, hologram. It, it, it comes, I'm sorry, it comes, uh, you could turn on 3D mode, and it comes with 3D glasses to almost bring back to life the hologram portion of it. Yeah, it can't replicate it, though. It can't. No. You know what, it, actually, that was one of the most frustrating parts about playing that game, actually. was that you'd be in the middle of the game, and, you know, someone would come over and look at it, their heads would be blown off staring at it mm-hmm. and then they would always take their hands and wave it in the hologram's face to try to see if it was like a hard hologram or something stupid and you'd be right. like, get the fuck out of the way I'm playing this game you <laughs> shithead
1: uh, another game from that era probably a little bit earlier uh, my favorite which I actually was able to beat on one quarter was WrestleFest now I'm not just talking the Royal Rumble of WrestleFest I'm talking the tag team
0: that was impossible.
1: I beat it on one quarter.
0: That's I got amazing. so
1: good. I could beat it on one quarter. Swear
0: to God. Who was, who was your tag team?
1: I had Mr. Perfect and mm-hmm. Earthquake.
0: I always used Mr. Perfect and the Warrior.
1: Warrior. Warrior and Hogan was the team that like most people used, I think. Of course. And I always thought that the two worst guys were Jake the Snake and Dibiase. Uh-huh. And I don't know if there really was a good or a bad, but I always I loved that Earthquake finisher and the And the perfect plex also great finish, mm-hmm. but I got really good at that game, and i I beat that one in uh, Caribbean Beach. I believe I have a photo of me somewhere playing it at age like ten or eleven I guess you
0: 're going to have to put that on the website
1: <laughs> yeah i'll if I can dig it up and find it, I will. The other place that I played games really the the place that I played them the most was nathan 's of Oceanside, and that 's where uh you know they had everything they that game room. Whatever new, whatever was new, whatever was good, it was there immediately. I remember bottom of the ninth, which was a baseball oh, game. I was
0: going to bring great. that up.
1: Oh, you are? Okay.
0: Holy shit, what a great game that was. Uh,
1: outstanding. Outstanding.
0: It had real players. I remember, wait, let me see. It was Vince Coleman led off. Tom Hare right. hit second. I think Hojo hit third, right?
1: I believe so. It's. I think, I think it's the gonna... 91 Mets, right?
0: I guess it would have to be. Maybe Hubie Brooks hit third.
1: Was Bonilla on there? No,
0: Bonilla didn't come on until pr- It's 92. before,
1: no, then Huey Brooks wasn't there. Hubie Brooks didn't go there till after Strawberry left. Right, so,
0: Strawberry left after 90. Okay, so that's the 90 Mets. So it was 91. Had to be 91. Mm, and Bonilla was there. No, he wasn't. Bonilla came on in 92. Dude, 1,000% positive Bobby Bonilla. Oh, so there was a, was a season, like okay. No, there wasn't a season without, was there? Yes, there was. Yes, there was. The, the right. season, they tried to replace Daryl Strawberry with Vince Coleman. Okay. Believe me, they did. I it, trust you. I trust your, <laughs> your Mets
1: knowledge there. I just don't remember it.
0: Yep. Okay, did, so there was yeah.
1: that one. I know 1990, they were in the pennant race. They came close. Strawberry went to L.A. to play with Eric Davis, and you know how that turned out. But mm-hmm. uh, I remember Hubie Brooks was the right fielder. I, I think he was the right fielder after Strawberry left. All right, so maybe that's what I'm – I'm confused about, but the ninety one met team wasn't very successful.
0: They were pretty bad, yeah,
1: and then the ninety two team was the worst team money could buy
0: <laughs> until ninety three came along because they <laughs> lost hundred and three games. uh one
1: more arcade game I'm gonna mention, then I'll turn the floor over to you this is a this is the most recent arcade game that I can remember really enjoying, and it sticks out still as one of my favorites. I had a chance to play it not too long ago. Um Crazy Taxi. No, no, no. <laughs> that was our friend Dan had a, some kind right. of infatuation with that game, but no. NHL Open Ice. I was so happy when I discovered this one recently, but released in 1996. This was essentially NBA Jam but for hockey. Right, I remember it. And it was two-on-twos and it had all 30 teams and something like, I don't know, four or five guys per team. You could only use two at a time. But the Rangers, it had Messier, Graves, Leach, and Robitaille, who was new to the team at that point. He was not very good. He had a bad season that year. He didn't have a good run at all with the Rangers, but I remember in that game he was awesome. Uh, so that was, that was just one of my favorites, and that was one of those where you would take a team and you would have to go through the entire league and it saved your initials in the high score mm-hmm. things so you had bragging rights on that machine so what other arcade games were big ones for you Kev
0: well let me see I want to actually see if I could blow through this because there's a huge topic about arcades I want to get to but okay. uh,
1: we're running out of time too so
0: we are yeah. other huge games I want to just I'll mention them briefly hard driving was a big one the graphics were phenomenal tonight. it was like a sit down driving game you could either do the stunt track or the racetrack. So everyone would do these stunt track because it had jumps and loop-de-loops and you would crash and whatever. And it was phenomenal. Of course, you play it now and it's horrible. But uh, let me see. What else was there? Uh, I was trying to remember. Both of them were great, but I was trying to remember what the first four-person fighting game was. And I couldn't remember if it was well, Ninja, Turtles Ninja, Ninja Turtles or Simpsons. Ninja Turtles or Simpsons? It was one or the other. Yeah. Can't remember. But uh, let me think.
1: I played those at Hot Skates. I don't know where you played those.
0: I played it at Peter Pan. Okay. Uh, the first $1 game I ever played was Mad Dog McCree, which, again, blew my fucking mind because it was basically, you know, a duck hunt or a Hogan's Alley because you were playing it with a light gun, but you were doing it, like, against a TV screen with real actors and real people, and, you know, it's phenomenal now when you play it because it's so bad, and I, it's another game that I have on DVD that has, like, pre-positioned places you can move your gun to shoot. It's awful, but we have to play that. Uh, you'll come over soon. We'll play it.
1: I'll check it out, sure.
0: And, uh, of course, Mortal Kombat blew everyone's mind with the blood and everything, but I'm still not a huge Mortal Kombat guy. Neo Geo, I remember all the Neo Geo games were phenomenal, and there was always that carrot dangled over everyone's head that you could buy a Neo Geo. It was, like, $600. It was outrageous, yeah. I remember But you seeing could that buy one. it, and that... Still, that was always like a dream, you know? <laughs> if we ever win the lottery, I'm going to buy a Neo Geo. <laughs> I have to. And uh, Spy Hunter, I remember being more fun in the arcade than uh, at home because it has a little flashing red button that you can press to get a little truck if you wanted it. Hmm. And uh, let me think if there was anything else, really. Yayar Kung Fu. No one knows about... Yelly oh, I, I know that. With. Wait, that's... The, I think I know that one. That's the one where the first board, you fight a fat guy, and you can punch him in the nuts, and his eyes light up. Yeah. yeah, It's great. <laughs> oh, and of course, game you're familiar with, because it was uh, at uh, our
1: university. Before, wait, before you get to that one, I just wanted to say, with the Kung Fu, that reminds me of Karatika, or Karatika, it was also called. Do you remember that game? No. i <laughs> never it,
0: even heard of it.
1: Oh, it was great. I had it on uh, Commodore 64, and it was, like, it was like one of those old kung fu style movies, like a Japanese mm-hmm. movie, where you were going through bosses and you would fight and you'd get through and then you'd go to this one place and there'd be these big... I think you had to rescue a girl at the end, but that was a really fun game. So, all right. went to our, Back to the game at our
0: university. There were only like yes. one or two games there outside of the dining hall. Outside of the dining hall. First, there was the, the Die Hard uh, trilogy game, which was fun. But uh, then they introduced Virtual On, which nobody fucking knows about. But it is, hands down, the greatest fighting game oh, you know, ever made.
1: I, I can remember... <laughs> this is bad, but... I can remember there was a blind guy on campus. Okay. And one day, <laughs> he was playing the game, and there were a bunch of freaky people surrounding him, like rooting him on
0: meet to Table 9? Yeah. You went to class with one of them? Yes, yes. Okay. And they were... <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. They were there, like, rooting
1: him on, and he was blind. <laughs> playing the game. So I don't know what was
0: going on there, but yeah. yeah but that was great. It was like no other game. You sat down. There was, like, two stations to sit at, and you didn't have a wheel or anything. You just had two almost, like, flight sticks. And you controlled this giant robot through the flight sticks and had triggers and buttons and everything. And they had all these different robots you could choose from. I picked the, uh, everyone who knew what they were doing always picked the girl one that shot hearts. So she was, uh, she was kind of fruity, but uh, she was the best, hands down. It was like when you were playing Street Fighter and you get over yourself and you pick Chun-Li because Chun-Li is the best in the game.
1: Now nah, the only game where I took the uh, female character was Mario 2 because the princess would
0: float. Princess would float. That was a big one. I would choose between her and Toad, usually. I knew if there was a... Toad was, was terrible! Oh. Toad was not terrible. No, no, no. I knew if there was a board where I can pick up a lot of coins once you go through the stupid potion door, uh, you would always pick Toad because Toad picks up coins really fast, and Princess was slow as shit.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. I just like the idea of flying.
0: She so. was good for that, especially on the whale board. She was key for the whale board. Well, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. I don't. No, I don't remember the whale board. It's sad. Anyway. Uh, all right, last part that's huge about arcades that okay. kids growing up today just, I, I guess they don't know, but there was a big etiquette in arcades that sometimes people would break and it would piss me off. The perfect example of this was, it would be one thing if there's like a Street Fighter 2 or a Mortal Kombat and there's like, you know, a big line or whatever it is. There would be times where... There would be two people playing Street Fighter 2, for example, and I'd wait, and I'd be the only other person there. And I'd wait, and I would just sit there calmly, you know, like, okay, I'm not going to disrupt you guys or anything like that. I'm just going to wait for one of you to die and walk away, and then it's my turn, and I'll join the game. And then sometimes you'd be sitting there waiting for five, ten minutes, and then someone else would just walk up and put a quarter on the screen not fair. and say, okay, that's my quarter. I have next game. I'd be like, dude, what the fuck? I'm standing right here. No, it doesn't matter. That's my quarter. That's the rules. Do you remember this? I do. And how hard? Ho- wasn't it awful?
1: Yeah, that's, that's lame. Yeah, I would never do that.
0: It was really lame. There was another problem that people always used to do was, um, oh, God, it was, uh, it was a double-edged sword, really, because you know on, there's one end where seeing someone beat a game in the arcade was like the greatest thing in the fucking world. Yeah. It, was, like, you know, it would gather crowds. But there would be times where, for example, if I'm playing Street Fighter... And I get up to like I don't know Vega, and I die, and I'm running out of quarters. Part of me wants to see someone join in, take my game, and go and beat Bison, because it's like, okay, I want to see the ending. Right. You don't, want, you don't want you don't want them to start story. from the beginning. Right. But then there would be people who are, like I get up to I get up to Bison, for example, I'd be all excited, and a person would come in, pop in fifty cents, twenty five cents, whatever it is. You know, here comes a new challenger. They kicked the shit out of me. I'd say, okay, well, let me try again. They kicked the shit out of me again, and i say, okay, well, that's it. I guess it's their game now. And there were people who would lose on purpose, waste their quarters on purpose, and die, specifically so they could start again in the beginning. And that was the biggest fucking insult in the world to me. Mm. Sorry for swearing. That's from Superman. <laughs> but- okay. But I'm serious. It would really piss me off. It's like, what are you doing? That was all my work, and you just ruined it. And, and I remember, like, by I'm the re- way, I re- I,
1: <laughs> on the super bad joke, I got it.
0: All right, good. <laughs> so we're, uh, what do we now? We're two for five. I lost track. We're, we're, we're in Ted Williams' category. <laughs> Ted Williams' uh, territory. Category. There you go, 400. So, oh, right,
1: man. you got to have to wrap it up here. We're at the hour mark.
0: We're, we're past the hour mark. Yeah. We're alive, pal.
1: We're live now.
0: <laughs> that's another good one.
1: So uh, any any final thoughts before we go? I know we didn't even touch on the 16-bit systems well, we'll, or beyond. We'll get there. Right. We'll
0: get there. Yeah. But uh, look at my notes here. and I think I got just about uh, everything I wanted to touch on that I was in love with as a kid. Okay. Yeah, that's about it. Oh, two other big arcades was uh, the Time Out in Roosevelt Field. Yeah. And the Time Out Arcade in Smithhaven Mall. There was also a
1: timeout in the Poughkeepsie Mall. Was there really? Yeah, and the only game I, I never played a game there, but I remember always seeing the Star Wars arcade, but not the one I mentioned. There was. I know one exactly what one you're talking. About. More recent, it was the graphics were like just out of this world, and uh, it had you would choose which of the three episodes you wanted to go to. I never played it. I saw somebody playing it once, and there was a lightsaber game in there, which was almost like a Wii controller where you use the uh, the joystick, and the guy mm-hmm. on the screen was Luke against Vader. I don't know if you remember that at all. <laughs> but uh, no, I never played that one. Time
0: Did you ever now. go to Our Place 2?
1: I went to Our Place. I don't really know the difference between Our Place and Our Place 2, but there were birthday parties there, and I have yep. very fond memories of that. Mm-hmm. Not just the whack-a-mole, but... Uh, <laughs> The actual stand-up games. I remember a kangaroo game where he was punching. You remember like a boxing kangaroo game? Yeah, I do. I have no fucking idea what the game was. I don't I know. that. I remember that. I remember Gauntlet in the arcades. And a game that I can't believe I didn't mention earlier on, which was revolutionary, which was Dragon's Lair. Oh, yeah. Used a laser Very disc.
0: similar to uh, the hologram game.
1: Yeah. The, the gameplay. Mm-hmm.
0: It was just, yeah, move left, move right, whatever. One thing uh, to say about the Kangaroo Boxing game, mm-hmm. that is certainly doing 300 bucks damage. <laughs> Outstanding. So, all right.
1: Any? Do you have one more trivia question so we can give away another copy of Nintendo Power? Uh, what is 300 bucks damage referencing? Fantastic. All right. So, the three questions, once again, uh, it was the Mike Tyson's punch-out code to fight Tyson, not to fight Piston Honda or anybody else, but the... But the Code actually, the, fight
0: to, the, the, the code to fight the first
1: Don Flamenco is a legitimate trivia question. Yeah, but that somebody would have to look that up. Tyson one, they might actually remember. So I don't yeah. care about that. I don't care about the Honda code. Just the Tyson code. Just the uh, the Konami code is another trivia question. And then it's too easy. and what was the other one? I already forgot. Uh, what is three hundred bucks damage reference? Okay, and what what are we talking about when uh, we say three hundred bucks damage? send your answers to podcast at com. if you're the first person to send a correct answer i'll send you a copy of nintendo power some old thing from the archives here not in great condition so don't expect it but whatever i can dig up in the attic i will send out and uh only one prize per person so i'm only sending out one per person that's it uh is that it? Are we good for our first episode? Next week we're going to continue on with the video games. We're going to move on to episode. Okay, so I want to thank everybody so much for listening, and uh, please join us next week when we continue this discussion. We're going to be going Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis. There's a rap song that uses that in there somewhere, uh, all the way to N sixty-four, PS two, and beyond. So uh, thank you again, once again, for joining us. For my partner, Ham City Kev. I'm Gord Tep saying, have a good night. Okay, we're done. We're done. How do you know they're having a good night? They might have a good
0: afternoon.